Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, hosted by Peter. And yes, you heard that right. It is not a glitch in the multiverse. We are just doing things a little bit different today. And I get to sort of take the reins of the ship for this one. And I get to introduce... I tried to come up with the right um, adjectives to describe him since he always describes me with such kind words. So I felt like the best way to introduce the only person who is fitting to do this Marvel and Stranger Things recap, none other than the man responsible for this podcast, I'd like to say the Tony Stark to my Steve Rogers, Brian. I'm honored. What an intro, Peter. Uh, I'm glad. uh, I'm excited for today's show. Uh, Gonna have Peter playing point guard today. Um, I'm excited to be a role player. He's the magic. I'm Kareem. I'm I'm just getting the ball and I'm putting it in the hoop, but Peter's putting me there. Um, I mean, and what a what a show we have! Moon Knight picking up Stranger Things, just shattering my brain. Um, very good time to be a nerd. Definitely, and of course, before we have to also say, be sure and give us a like and a mm-hmm. subscribe on Apple Music, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Pineapple Couch on Instagram, and then also, you know, Brian's words i didn't understand half of those things because i don't understand the sp- i know it was basketball i did understand that, that mm-hmm. it was basketball that he was referencing but other than that i was like okay i guess that's a good thing i'll go with yeah. it um, it might be a show you need to watch actually i've um it's uh, called winning time on hbo and it's the story of the showtime lakers and it's pretty good it's pretty good i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it magic is the point guard obviously kareem's the center so like the the point guard sets everyone else up so yeah you understood what i needed you to understand so so what do we got today peter so we start off the top well let's get to some news real quick since you Mm -hmm. know that's things are always happening here we're never at a shortage of news for nerd content and i guess one of the things that i didn't actually put in the notes is that we're continually getting new doctor strange footage whether it's featurettes or clips but it's still telling us nothing it's unbelievable the amount of content they've put out. Like, if you compare it to the way they um, did press for Spider-Man No Way Home, by the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, they had done so much press or before it came out. Like, there was so much out of the movie that was, like, literally in these trailers to where we had an idea of what we were expecting. And in Doctor Strange, I don't think we quite have the quantity of what we had for Spider-Man No Way Home. But we have a lot of stuff, and we have really no idea what is going on and i think that's good i think marvel's really cracked down on the leakers and we're seeing that in um hopefully we continue to see it in multiverse of madness you know and also to that to that sentiment it makes it makes sense to i guess the importance of multiverse of madness maybe being more have more implications and ramifications for the marvel cinematic universe as a whole if we are having you know they're not lifting the embargo on reviews until right after the premiere, which is only a few days before the general population gets to see it. So I think they're learning a lot. But at the same time, you know there's going to be those people that are going to go see the movie. And in their reviews, they're going to say, when Wanda does this... Variety magazine will do that. And it's going to <laughs> suck because we're going to be trying to avoid... And, you know, I feel like we're going to be like when Wanda does that back lean to avoid the spoilers, that's uh-huh. going to be us. Just because... I'm going zero dark 30. I'm gonna, I might like actually like not go on Twitter for like three or four days because I really want to be stunned by this movie. 
I, I don't know how realistic that is to keep me off of Twitter for four days. Well, one thing that is allegedly tied to this movie is the Thor trailer. Mm-hmm. There have been those rumors increasing that it the trailer is out there. It exists. It's being dubbed in other languages. And mm-hmm. what a way to you to debut that trailer, though. Yeah. So by that, do you mean that there? I think what you mean, like I think what I thought, what you just meant is. Sorry, it's early. I haven't had caffeine. Like the Thor four trailer is, t- at least in my perspective, is tied to Doctor Strange. But I think it's tied just so it could be like the like a post credit maybe, or the main reason they haven't released it is they really want us to just focus in on Doctor Strange and not be thinking about the next thing, because I'm unsure of how Thor: Love and Thunder can fit in like shit from the multiverse affecting that movie. I feel like that movie has already got so much going on to where I more think that the delay in the trailer is to just focus on Doctor Strange rather than Thor or Thor 4 is massively affected by what happened in Doctor Strange. But I could be really wrong. That's just like what I've kind of thought about it. I could see that, but I think the fact that Kang happened in Loki, which is Thor universe, does speak to potential. Uh, That's a good idea. That something, that things happen in multiverse of madness that are going to be they're going to reverberate throughout the universe it may impact how jane gets molnir it may you know there may be stuff that changes and shifts because of all of this yeah so i mean and i think one thing that does stand out to me in the in the doctor strange clips is that we keep seeing that clip where it's strange and uh mordell no the girl uh christine palmer no, but yes, but the other girl, the America Chavez, America Chavez, and they're in that doorway. Mm-hmm. Some of the clips have Christine there. Some of the clips don't. Yeah. What are they doing there? Is this like a Hulk Infinity War situation where they t- take him out of the trailer? I think she's so that's clearly a variant of her. I don't know. See, I, this movie has it's like got me in a mental pretzel. Like, I, I know all I know about this movie is that. Professor X is going to be in it and Wanda is going to be the big is going to be the bad guy. Pretty much what all I can bank on. I see. I can't I don't even think we can bank on Wanda being the bad guy, though. I think ah. she might be half bad guy. Half, you know, is Kathan is who's pulling strings. So there's a lot yeah. of uncertainty, more so than even in No Way Home, because No Way Home, we knew we were getting the villains. We could stake our claim that we were getting our Spider-Man back mm-hmm. and it came to you here. Anything could happen, or yeah. as some people have recently started posing online, some of the more credible leakers say, "What if nothing happens? What if a lot in of terms of what? In the- like so, well, we like Mister Fantastic, Toby. Oh. The Toby thing has been ramping up. Some people are That's saying he is happening. in it, and that it's it. So who knows? Well, I think the most important thing, uh, yes, the cameos. Like there are some stuff. Like I don't necessarily need. Like Jessica Alba, Sue Storm to show up, or the full Fantastic Four. I don't need a Wolverine in this movie. I think what they need to do is just basically tell the Wanda Strange part good, and I'm going to be satisfied no matter what I think. And there's going to be these big cameos, and um, I wouldn't rule out anything 
I I really think there's going to be some crazy cameos. So like the people are saying, what if this is all not true? I where there's smoke, there's fire. It, honestly, like let's say Peter tomorrow we found out from a credible leak or something that Tom Cruise Iron Man was in this movie. Would you be surprised? No. What if you even got Robert Downey Jr.? Would you be surprised a little bit? But like this is a huge Marvel movie, and it's like I don't, I don't see them like like leaving anything on the table. They're gonna throw us with everything they got in this. Is my opinion. Well, I mean, they've got two hours to do it in. Well, they'll be able to do that. Some Which I think is interesting. Yeah, I think that'll be super interesting to see how they pull that off. And uh-huh. I guess pivoting off of this in news, there's rumors that She-Hulk and Cap Four are being delayed. Ooh, I so knew She-Hulk. I didn't know Cap Four. I was seeing that. Yeah, the production was to start this summer, and it's being pushed for a bit. I've heard that uh, She-Hulk is the of all the shows that Disney Plus and Marvel has put out that's the one they're the most worried about because apparently in test screenings and stuff, it just hasn't like been good for lack I of think, a better I think, I think they're trying to get the Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy type of vibe, that kind of humor aspect into it. But it, it's, it's hard to stick that landing if you're not Chris Pratt or Paul Rudd. Yeah. So like, I mean, but again, it, Ta- Tatiana Maslany, I forget I don't have to say her last name, but there's playing She-Hulk. She is an Emmy winner. So she has yeah. a strong talent. It's just, uh huh. She. I just would say, like, and this isn't even a diss to her. The reason that the Guardians and Ant Man comedy works so well is because we've known Paul Rudd in comedies our whole lives. So when you see Paul Rudd before he even says anything, you're about to laugh. And the same thing of Chris Pratt. He was on, uh, well, Parks and Rec as Andy Dwyer and was one of the funniest characters on TV for like five years right before all this. So they have that added cachet. I'm not too familiar with Tatiana. Tatiana Maslotti's work um but if she does have like a a great catalog of stuff so people see her they laugh maybe I'm wrong I don't think it's to the level of Chris Pratt <clears throat> or uh Paul Rudd but we'll see it's also tough to do it when you're green I will say that's difficult yes I think that is a very <laughs> challenging aspect to overcome and I guess this shouldn't surprise you but I had no really no Chris Pratt exposure prior to Guardians Paul Rudd, I think sure. the only exposure I had seen him in was like Clueless or something. Like, like Anchorman. I'd never seen that. I love you, man. Nope. I know. His head is you just. You need to exploding. see I Love You, Man. I Love You, Man is so good. Anyways, instead okay. of talking about movies that Peter has not seen, um, allegedly, Madam Webb is going to have Sydney playing Silver Sable. Boo. Which is just, it's like let's just keep making movies for like D tier Spider Man villains in a universe that's not connected to Spider Man with the worst creative director ever. Let's just continue to make shit movies about characters who don't matter unless you build them up because of Spider Man. It's baffling. It's I I Sydney uh, she's in Euphoria right I'm this is not a shot at her like I haven't seen that show but I'm sure she's great Silver Sable I'm a diehard Spider Man fan why I don't want a fucking Silver Sable like eh that was a like a part of the video game and it was boring why are we wasting our money on this I figure out how to do Spider version of Birds of Prey that movie did really well so that's a good call 
<laughs> well, and, it's, and that's another good segue into the DC rumors, which I'm sure you've seen, heard, read, seen. Bruh. No. Bruh, yeah. Shout out also to Miles McLaughlin, friend of the program, listens to us uh, almost every episode. He loved, he texted me after our show last week, Peter, and he said he loved how we were shitting on DC. And um, because it, it, like, and he's a big The Batman fan, mm-hmm. which, I, which I, I like that movie. The more and more I think about it, excited for it to come out on streaming to watch it again. But like from his perspective, and I agree with this, it's like he likes the Batman and he's like, keep everything else a billion miles away from me. Don't I don't want to make it a DCEU. Just let him do the story because there's just no faith. And sorry. Well, I think that's why I that's I think that's why the new merger of Discovery and Warner Media is the, it's allegedly they're looking for their Kevin Feige. They're looking for their unifying thread. They're looking for a complete and total revamp say mm-hmm. certain parts and i think that will be very interesting to see because there are some things that dc's gotten right on their standalone side it mm-hmm. is when you try to do that interconnectedness that i mean star wars isn't interconnected and it's working so it's like there's pros and cons to all of it yeah the what i'm gonna do a sports reference for the, the good people out there and i'll explain this as well peter when you're um a very bad team and you know, no matter pretty much a hundred percent, like we're not making the playoffs. You do this thing called tanking, where you play terrible and you lose so you can get a better draft pick, right? So that's the concept of tanking. How do we apply this to the DC? Well, the people like they're the wind changes in the air in DC. This is gonna get blown up. Like they're not. I don't think they're gonna be able to survive their plan of at least what it right now for the flash of creating their new justice league. I think it's going to go literally to ground zero. And so how this relates to the Flash is, you know, how I said teams go on these massive losing streaks. Think of the flash movie as the biggest losing streak L of all time of how bad it will be that it's kind of like a blessing that it's going to be so bad, Peter, that they're forced to rebirth. That's not that's not a, a far off thing. And I think the biggest the biggest, I think, L that they have so far is that they it's they have Superman and they're not using Superman. Like that's like if yeah. we had Spider Man and we're like, he can sit on the sidelines. We'll use yeah. Spider Gwen instead. We'll use And you let Amber Heard play a character in the Aquaman movies and you let Ezra Bridger keep his roles. It's just like the way they handle. Like Ezra Bridger's a loser. I said that last week too. Like I'll say it again. Like he should not be the Flash or in these big movies. He's a bad dude. He and I mean, Aqu- women. Like holy crap! How is he allowed to? Like I'm sorry. It's just, isn't yeah. it baffling how he's like supposed to be the lead in this? Like what? Well, I mean, yeah. And then you have the Dark Shadow that's now being cast over Aquaman too. Regardless how the outcome, you've got this now. Thing that's going to impact the press tour it's going to impact everything and i mean should the outcome come out it's not looking like it's going to come out in her favor and they it's fired like, johnny depp though i was looking looking back on that wasn't very cool but it's it's too it's when you are too quick to cancel that then you can't cancel what you actually need to cancel because you set the wrong precedent yeah uh, I, I think that's a perfect way to say it and on that note, we will go to something that is not canceled and should mm-hmm. not be canceled. But it does pose the question off the top of the bat. Moon Knight, episode three. 
Okay. Are we in a place where we are getting a show that is so good, but it's so soon in the show that it's going to nosedive? No. The, and I think that's a fair question, though, because, uh, I mean, some Disney Plus shows haven't ended perfectly. Um, I just think there's so much to discover about Moon Knight. And even though we've been getting so much, like it, the level of like things happening in episode three or higher than, I guess, the average show that we've seen, I just think there's still so much for us to learn. Like, we're going to get to it. There's like a third personality that we haven't met yet. Like, I think this is show until they prove me wrong. I mean, I think they're going to bat like a hundred percent. Like, I think this is going to be just a 10 out of 10 the whole way through, but we'll see. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they're uh, giving us too much too soon or. I mean, I have that doubt every now and then when I'm watching, but in other times I'm like, this show is, it's far and above beyond better than Falcon and the winter soldier. It's, it's it's more of a it's a different way of doing a show because whereas Hawkeye was more of a sustained reveal over and over like things were just moving consistently at a pace that was good the reveals were in check here we're just because we don't have that knowledge of what really is going to come with this character it is seems mm-hmm. like it does seem like there's a lot being revealed but as you said there's so much more to come that we don't know yet and I think to this episode did give us the glimmers of that third personality. Mm-hmm. in him and as it is with moon knight we never really talk about it in chronological order we kind of just free flow it yeah so i mm-hmm. guess it stands to reason that there is a point in time when mark who's always running these characters mark and steven are always running yeah in <laughs> this show and it gets to a point with these mercenaries where he's gonna you know do typical mark things to them and end their lives essentially but mm-hmm. steven stops him and something happens where neither of them is responsible for the violence that occurs. It's going to be the third uh, identity of Moon Knight, which is Jake Lockley. He is a cab driver persona in the comic books. And if you go throughout the first three episodes, there are specific moments, Peter, where we see him. The, the moment in episode one where we see them looking at the security footage and Stephen Grant sees himself looking back and he looks all angry. That is Jake Lockley. Second off, the steak dinner date, Peter. Stephen's a, veg- a vegan, so he wouldn't have planned that. Mark is not looking for love. He's in love with Layla and is knows that they used to live around here. He's not asking a girl on a date. Jake is. Jake asked the girl on the date. We go back to this most recent episode where they meet in the, it was like a farmer's market or sort area where Layla and uh, Moon Knight, Stephen, Mark, Jake were talking. And the way uh, the Moon Knight character is talking, he's like, Layla, what the hell are you doing here? If you notice, he has like more of a Brooklyn accent. So there have been times throughout the show, and I, I don't know about episode two. I need to go back a little more through that. But there are little changes in dialect from the Mark character to the Jake character that aren't as noticeable, obviously, as transitioning from British to an American accent. I know that was a long blurb, but I'm obsessed with this show. It's so good. 
I mean, to that point of that, what you just said, the scenes where Mark is interacting with Steven and Steven's interacting with Mark, and it's you forget that you're only watching one person in this role do these things because it's done mm-hmm. so well and the nuances of the reactions and the phrasing and the it's it's you can't help but just like you're just glued to the screen watching this and so again what you're able to do when you bring in a marriage of content and talent is just yeah to me to me this show i love everything or besides falcon and the winter soldier that uh disney plus has put out and this may come to a shock to you because i love wandavision i love loki Moon Knight to me is like in a tier of its own. It is the best thing like by far. Like I think like I'm mesmerized by this show in a way I wasn't with the others. I like the others, but this show has me like, holy crap, this is so good rather than holy crap, what are they going to do like with this theory? It's more like as I'm watching it, I'm just like, this is phenomenal. And I, I think to that, I think that's a great point because I think the more these shows are coming out and these movies, it is becoming again where it was like Avengers, where we wouldn't include it in certain rankings because of the fact that it's just so special in its sense. Like WandaVision was it's the very first Scooby Doo mystery we had to like look at things and look for clues and piece mm-hmm. things together. This one, again, you're just coming in and you're just fully enjoying the ride. No way home was nostalgia and fan service done right with reboot rebooting an origin story at yeah. the same time there's all these layers to these shows that it gets harder and harder to say this one or this one but i will say this one is another one where i've been re-watching the episodes and it's and it's enjoyable like i, I will watch them a couple of times and um more uh, sorry my mic's having a little uh, I'm, I like to hold it sometimes, and sometimes it goes a little haywire. Sorry to interrupt, though. And I don't know where that tangent was going, but I will say, since we're talking about this show, and we did talk about the other shows, we heard um, Anton's goon dude mentioned where Layla had been. Oh, in Madripoor. Madripoor, which is, I think, one of the first big bigger MCU references we've had in this show thus far because that ties us to Brian's second favorite show Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you know the oh, one big sucks. payoff of that show the power broker so I didn't in, hate that that was fine so that in itself was a very nice nerd out moment where it was like mm-hmm. oh we are connected to the world in, as a whole yeah we are in the Marvel universe and it's good um i'm curious of what you think about like the gods and their avatars is that like that was something i guess when you were i should have brought this up when you were saying is it too much too soon i didn't expect to see that shit until like maybe the end even if we saw it what is your take on that it is so crazy i think it's i think because i've seen things similarly like in i guess on shazam in dc before or even like with eternals where you had this aspect of like higher powers choosing to get involved or not get involved. I thought yeah. it was really interesting and, again, unexpected. I think it is a little hard when you're introduced to these avatars that we've never even seen before and are kind of, like, random. That part did feel a little disjointed for me as far as pacing mm-hmm. goes. But it is cool to sort of see it brought down mm-hmm. to this level. 
And so they obviously like believe Harrow after like the trial they do of Mark and Konshu, except that one who helps him uh, like figure out that he needs to go to this Medjai's uh, sarcophagus, Sinu. Um, right? Isn't that or Sefu? Seth. Sefu. Sefu. Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. It's a video game. You're in uh, Egypt. And you are a Medjai, so I would like to say that I understood that reference of who he was. Um, but, sorry, they all believe Harrow, it seems. Is that one dude, though, like, like evil with Harrow? You know how they, like, they're seen talking? Did you get that vibe? Cause I, I definitely got the vibe that Harrow had sort of pre-gaslit people and had, like, you know, pre-existing connections with them because... He attacked Konshu, he attacked Mark, and again, it, it harkened back to the whole mental health struggle that Mark has got going on with the personalities, and it just, yeah. it was a really interesting dismantling of how Harrow was able to be this convincing cult leader. He could convince yeah. all these Egyptian, which I was also reading was like historically accurate representations of a lot of the things here. The show is taking great care to make sure that that happens, unlike, you know, other shows that Wonder make Woman up their own Yes, I heard okay. that the the director. I read a quote of the director of Moon Knight hated how Egypt was depicted in Wonder Woman 1984. I, I thought didn't see Wonder was... Woman 1984. Might have been Wonder Woman one. I don't know. No. Oh, I think I think it's Shazam. No, it's Shazam. I mean, sorry, Black Adam is the one that's making up their own world. No, it was about Wonder Woman though. In Egypt. Oh, I guess I guess there was an Egypt sequence. Yeah. I forgot about that movie, but um, but yeah, I think it's interesting to sort of see your scene. How more, much more chilling Hero is as a villain. Yeah, I mean, he discredits uh, everything uh, Mark slash Conchu is saying by putting him down for his mental health. It's like a classic bad dude, bad thing to do. And um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how how he can take Harrow down and if that means he also has to, in a way not take the avatars and gods down, but go at them and expose like the lies or something. I don't know. Well, or maybe Conscious even... just got all tricked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who to trust. I don't know who's who. Who I because... don't even know who Layla is now. It's well, like... Layla's an interesting perspective dad because Harrow starts, just when you think her and Mark are starting to like gain a sense of ground again, Harrow blows that up by saying that Mark is aware about more to do with Layla's dad's murder than Mark lets on. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm pretty strongly sure Mark did not kill her dad. I'm pretty positive about that. I don't think he did. I think Harrow did. Yeah. I think yeah, someone 100%. else did. Mark might have been there, and I, but I think Mark would have tried to um, save him because I don't think they're going for Mark being a bad dude. I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, if they want to say maybe Jake did it, I doubt that too. I really think Harrow had something to do with Layla's dad's death. And I think that adds to why he is this manipulative villain figure that is able to play these people and make them think certain things. So mm -hmm. I think yeah, that absolutely. will come out to reveal in the future episodes, but it was already laid out now to be like, remember this for future reference. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, also, I think it's worth noting, the fight sequences in this episode were just, they continue to get better. And there were certain cuts where Moon Knight would be doing something, and then it would cut to Layla, and Layla would be doing something. It was just, the choreography of these cuts is just 
I, I nerd, nerd out over that like a hundred times. It's really, really cool, especially like that. The to me, the first time, like, I guess they did the PG, they did some sort of like parent thing to Disney Plus where you had to like say like you're a certain age or you approve of mature content. I feel like this was the first example of it. He was getting impaled with like these spears, it was gnarly. And so, you, I guess the protection of Khonshu and the regenerative powers he talks about. I guess he can survive that shit. I guess he's basically Wolverine. Like, yeah, you know? That's a good point. No, totally. And I think, again, it showed the the balance in play between Steven and Mark, where Mark had to switch over to Steven and Steven would have to switch over to Mark in order to accomplish certain things. Like, you need the yeah. other half to do this. The one, the one cannot do it by himself. Yeah, that relationship... Uh... What's what's great about what they're doing is they start that with like no trust between the two of them, right? And we're steadily building that trust because they realize they need each other in ways. And what will happen is right when they gain that trust, here's Jake or the third persona. <laughs> it's just all fucked up again because um, this is off topic. And I know you're running point right now, but I just want to say in the trailers, we had the stuff of him in the mental hospital. Don't we think that would be episode four? Well, I mean, yeah, maybe because at the end of ep- end of this episode, is he dead? Is he alive? Which person oh, is in the bro. body? I don't even. Well, let's get to that. Let's, I really quickly. You had a good note. I want the the Antone character. Yes. Uh, um. So you, that's a Midnight Man fake out. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Midnight Man. Can you? Do you have any little he facts was, about uh, He was like this, um, the character in the comics dresses in all black and is more is more like a thief type character that's, uh, that parallels with Moon Knight and they okay, have okay. run-ins. However, the, the actor that played Anton, yeah. Anton unfortunately passed away, so his character in, like a in real life. accident or something, yeah. right? It's fucking terrible. It was very sad. Um, and I don't, and obviously his character wasn't meant to go on more than this episode, but still it is, it's just sad for the overall yeah, structure of the show, but to see this character brought in in a way, it almost felt kind of like Ralph, where it was like, "Here's a character you know, fake out." Yeah, to the sense that not as important to the overall structure of the show. So it's curious to see why they're what they're choosing to keep from mythology of Moon Knight and what they're choosing not to. Yeah, I mean, and because it's a less well-known character, they have a lot of liberty. I feel like of what they can choose and bring in. And to, I guess that brings us to yeah, they the are able the to get this map situation from the sarcophagus. And Mark needs, Layla tells Mark that he needs Steven to be the one to decode it. And so he reluctantly switches and Steven like goes to it and is just like super, super smart about it and figuring it all out. And then, but they realize, and this was a really cool sequence, just this idea that the stars are not the same at that day as they were 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So then Khonshu, and I posed this question in the notes, he maybe is being, he is sacrificing himself for the greater good because he does this knowing full well that the gods will punish him. He reverses the sky to go back to the sky as it was 2,000 years ago. There's so much we can get into with this. Oh my god. And I think my head was just like exploding as I'm watching. I was like, this is like 
in the same level of no way home shit like doctor strange like so okay let's first thing with uh you mentioned is conju like is this like a sacrifice i think the second episode did everything it could to make us not like conju and then in this third episode you're kind of realizing like hey maybe everything we've heard about conju him being banished is because he's not like gonna let human like he's there to help humanity still and so yeah i think this is a sacrificial act it kind of in a way not perfectly though reminds me of druig and eternals how he refused to leave them and he ended up not being a bad dude um because i do think they like imagine the the gods of egypt that like in their avatars they're like just basically politics you just don't trust any of them and Khonshu, he's there he's the common man <laughs> okay i okay yeah yeah i can get behind that i think i think that that works i think it again it it shows us that nothing is as it seems and as you pointed out so well like episode two does do a lot to show you this is not a good person and then Mm -hmm. it's like he ultimately wants to help humanity nobody else cares about humanity so he's willing to let himself be turned to stone for this greater good but in a sense which brings us to the question, is the Moon Knight protection now gone? I think so. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is. I, it, if he is the avatar of that god and that god is put away, like I don't think he's able to use the powers, uh, I would lean there. My other question, so when they're doing the magic thing with the stars, right, and they're swirling it around, making the stars go back 2,000 or however many years, what is that actually doing? How I interpreted it when I saw it, Peter, was, okay, they're just, this is a superhero show. I don't have to be a scientist about it. They're just changing the stars to look at, like, for that night. I've seen theories from, like, the biggest channel out there, New Rock Stars, of how he actually, like, traveled back in time. And so while the earth itself traveled back in time, but like the structures and the people on it stayed the same. So like theoretically, like the earth is 2000 years younger because of how the moon does the tides. And they start going in about how like Xandar is not blown up anymore. And like the infinity stones are back. And I'm like, what? I just, am I dumb? Did you see the time travel thing? I just thought he made the sky look different so they could go find the treasure. Honestly, I thought of it like, you know, those viewfinders when you're a kid that have that little wheel that you stick inside it and you're like, dun, dun, yeah. dun, clicking. Um, that's how I perceived it. I thought the sky was just like moving because I think if you do time travel on a show like this, you risk undoing things that need to have been done. And I, like I don't Thanos's know. Thanos' planet isn't destroyed now. It's one of the things. And it was like, what? Like, I don't know. It's not fucked up. So I think it's just changing the sky. But I did want to throw that out there to you and the listeners because that fucked with my head. Because I was like, whoa, you guys are usually right. And I did not. That's I don't think that, that's just that's crazy to do in a moon night. Like talk like I, I don't think you could even you can't do that. I don't even know if you could do that in WandaVision. It might have been too much for even WandaVision. So I don't think he turned back time 2000 years because then it's like, are the dark elves alive? Like are like everything. Yeah, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say safely. I think it's just the sky. Yeah, so yeah, let's roll with that. Um, but 
are you on the same page of he doesn't have the Moon Knight powers, probably? Yeah, and I think he's stuck as Steven right now. I don't think he's Mark. Can he not change That's personas the without the Moon Knight? Is that what's cause? Co- is that like what's causing him to have DID? Maybe. That's a great question. That's a great cliffhanger to leave in the show because it's it's where does the show go from here? If we are going to the mental hospital or PR, I mean, some is that going to be the final set piece? What is going to? How will this? I think. Determine? I think episode four we're going to have um, him try to go rescue Conchu or locate where uh, Amit's tomb is. And he is going to be captured because he doesn't have the Moon Knight stuff by Arthur Harrow. And Arthur Harrow is going to put him in a mental health, like uh, like some sort of asylum. And at the end of episode four, I think they're going to make us think or try to convince us that Mark Stephen, like that he's really crazy, he's unreliable, and everything that's happened so far in this show all happened in his head. They're going to try and convince us of that. I don't know why I'm so oddly specific. Like, as no leaks, nothing. I'm very confident that's where the show is going. He was very specific with that statement. And I mean, also, I, I love you hosting. This is awesome. I know I've been talking a lot, but this new dynamic is freaking incredible. Carry on. You're doing 10 out of 10. Better than I ever done. And you have to deal with me. That's so like I mean, I have to deal with you. It's really easy. You're nice. I'm like a wild card. So you're doing a great job. Thank you. I mean, I, I was I had a thought, and the thought's gone. I don't know where it went, but um, that's, that's what I do to you. <laughs> I'm the wild card. I'm disarmed. Um, the I mental health, that, like that, the asylum thing, isn't that where we're going? I think so, and I think they can do an asylum done well in a way that I guess New Mutants didn't do well, or even. Um, I guess these mm. random DC properties have attempted yeah. to do. So I think, I think that you need a situation like that. And I think that this episode benefited from the fact that we didn't have any of that jackal situation monster. I think that was good to have a break from that. And I think that it's a good, we're in a good place for the show where we've been given a lot and now we're going to go into even more, insanity but i think the big clues like you said are he has to go find kanju mm-hmm. to get that back and i think it will be a very like specific battle sequence when he gets it back at the point in time because he finds the little stone thing yeah does it i i'm curious of because i am pretty confident he's going to go to the mental hospital and they're going to try and convince him that this has all been in his head harrow to like cover his own tracks what is the what do you think would be like the trigger for him to realize that it wasn't all in his head or or is it all in his I don't think it's all in his head. But I think Layla, I think Layla will be what helps bring him out of it and helps bring him back to a sense of realizing that it's not it's not what he's being gaslit into believing. And I think that there's a reason why we Layla's getting more and more scenes and more and more arcs. I mean the scene with her getting her passport and discussing relationship with mark i think that was a very good clue and i think if anything's gonna get mark steve steven conshu everybody back together i think it's gonna rest on because it's an mcu show mcu does at its core rely on heart to get you through certain moments and i think Mm -hmm. that was gonna help him here 
and help him get back to normal and get him out of this sort of upside down situation that he finds himself in. Yeah, I agree. Um, you have another note and I have an idea. I have a note. Are we connecting to the larger MCU? I think we're getting there. Yeah, because at first I was like, no, they don't need to. I mean, somebody noticed what was going on in the sky. But did they? Can... You know how I feel about that, though. You know how my issue is when there's stuff going on. It was like, where is everybody else and why are they not coming? But it's not like with this, it's like, okay, the Wanda Hex is in New Jersey. Like, if you're in California, you don't see it. This was the entire planet. So, but again, like, the, I'm not saying we're seeing Doctor Strange because it's there's going to be something. I think it's got to be an Blade. Eternal. Oh. I think we're getting an Eternal. Well, which one then? Because weren't a bunch of them kidnapped? Well, my initial thought was we'll get Cersei, but no, Cersei's gone. Oh, uh, uh, I know we're going to get Sprite Ooh. and my boy, Jon Snow. Yeah. Why would he be interested in what's going on with the... What was Black he Knight? He was yeah, a he's like what? A, Wasn't he just like a... He's like a, archae- a historian. Like, he looked at old... Uh, like, he is like an archaeologist, the Black Knight. Like, his family's gone like... That the blade, Black Knight, Moon Knight, give me Punisher. I'm in. That'll be maybe lit. we get, we get um, Druig and Thena, and they come back to Earth to figure out. Or we're getting yeah. somebody. Or we're getting or, a power broker. Or we get John Berthal Punisher. In the end, because it's revealed that the Jake identity is a cab driver in New York City, where John Berthal's Punisher lives. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's interesting that now we're getting. It took us a couple episodes, but now we are getting back into. And specifically, it is the episode that mentions Madripoor that leads us to believe that there is more coming. Is Shang Chi showing up? Does he show up? I mean, he he wouldn't. That wouldn't be the most surprising. We should thing. ask him He's next month Avenger. if we see him. Yeah, I mean, he he he'll probably tell us. Be like, by the way, can you answer these questions for us? You could probably be like, "Hi, would you like to come on our podcast? We're a great podcast. We've got a built an audience." He probably would. Like, I don't. Know, I would. Well, we'd have to make a really good first impression, <laughs> and then if that worked, we'd got. We'd I'll just it. stand there and smile and let you talk, and it's perfect. Huh? You'll disarm That's... him. You'll just overwhelm him with all his facts and information. Find out if he's like a Warriors fan, a sports fan, maybe. He is a sports with... fan. He's a yeah, very that's... big volleyball and basketball. Okay, well, volleyball, fresh out of ideas to talk to him about that. Basketball, we can work with. That's how I'll disarm him. Um, Stay tuned. Are we going to do uh, some Stranger Things? Because that we trailer were, we was were. Bonkers. I tried to do that little segue with the Upside Down reference, but then I forgot about the are we connecting to the larger MCU? Because, again, this is my first time doing this. I haven't hosted a show since college. And so I think... Isn't... Get a plus job, a plus job. Cool. Thank you. I have a I have a good example to follow. So, oh. so this brings us to a very important moment. A year is in the making moment because it's been a long time. And I was I was at in, I mean honestly I was in my classroom editing for my eight a.m. class, and I got mm-hmm. the notification on my phone, and I texted you. I don't even know what I texted you. I texted you something. Something like it's here in all caps or oh my god or. 
Where's my phone? I texted because basically, oh no, I said Stranger Things trailer is out. Oh. That's all I said. I, I, that's, that's a little, well, it's an uppercase letters, but okay, it is a little bit go. more calmer than what I normally say when things come out. But Stranger Things is here and. Holy so, crap. Where do we yeah. even go from here? Um, so I think a cool place to start with it would be this new monster that we finally see, Vecna, who is a uh, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. She is like a really elite villain in that uh, board game or however in that game. Um, and is this like the full evolution of what the upside down has been building to like was the mind flare and the demo dogs like weaker versions of this has this vecna character been pulling strings the whole time why does it look so much like a white walker well because the people who made the white walkers and the night king made this so that's a game of thrones reference um and uh the other thing is we see victor creel right for the first time and he is like there's that trailer everyone where it's like back in the 50s and it's the happy family well something happens and his family's all dead and he is put into like a mental hospital and he we see him in this trailer and his eyes are like cut shut could he be vecna i don't know the the important thing though about that character peter is he played the actor who's playing victor creel was freddy krueger and we're seeing that like freddy krueger type like like claws or like knives on the fingers right so it kind of you put two and two together it would make sense if that dude's connected right well yeah i mean this show is just in a great way of connecting nostalgia to actual past things that people are familiar with and characters and melding them into the mythology. I mean, we had um, Bob a couple seasons ago, you know? Or, or, or Sam. Sam. Sam from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. He's yes. also Rudy. Yes, Rudy. Uh, I, I've seen that movie. I know football movies. Um, but I think this whole... Vac- this is, again, an indication we're leaning into horror with this season. Oh, yeah. Like, it's sci-fi has been... We've been there. Now we're taking a deep dive into horror, especially with the house and the clocks. And the being in the upside down, riding your bikes there. The other thing I want to point out is, uh, so we have that scene where Max is looking at the grave and it says Willie Hargrove or whatever. I think it's his last name or Billy Hargrove. And we see her then like talking to it, but she does get like abducted in some sort of way or like controlled possessed because she's like floating in air over the grave and i think that this is like the mind flare vecna talking to her because later in the trailer there's that part peter where she's like running in like this red area you know towards a light where there's three silhouettes which could be steven lucas and dustin like in the um because they were there at the gravestone with her when she was levitating and she's running from vecna so with that, we've seen, obviously, Will be connected to the Upside Down, Eleven, obviously. It seems like Max is going to be, not that she hasn't been important before, but incredibly important to this season. Maybe gaining some, I don't know if she's going to get powers or something. And then the other thing is, like, does this all stem just because of the Billy connection? And why does his name change on the grave? you see that i did not see that 
when she's first in the beginning of the trailer talking to the grave, it says Billy Hargrove. When mm-hmm. she's levitating later in the trailer, it says William Hargrove. That's bizarre. Okay, that's that's again. I think that's a great connection because if you're gonna, if you're, are you really dead? Has always been a thing about any kind of mythological movies, horror, what have you. So it stands to reason that he could be dead, or his spirit could be in the Upside Down, or he's collected as part of Vecna's collection of yeah hive mentalities. But. And I think that the, I think it's great that Max is taking a stronger role because you have someone who's as talented as Sadie is as an actor, and she's able to bring something to this character beyond just a skater girl who was a friend, one of the one of the one of the kids with them. And now that you're able to say like, we can place this burden on you as an actor because you have the abilities, let's run with it. It's like when we add more superheroes into our shows, they're able to yeah. do more because these kids are getting older. They're more talent. They're able to see the talent that they have and what they could do. Because it is kind of unfair that you're putting so much just on, like, Hopper, on Joyce, on Eleven. Like, yes, they're integral parts of the show, but it is an ensemble show at the end of the day. And with mm-hmm. this show... Hopper has done some heavy lifting. And I love this show, but Hopper has... He's unbelievable. He's one of my favorite TV characters of all time, if I'm being honest. Like, he's probably, like, top five. He's unbelievable. And at this point in the show, he's technically dead to everyone yeah. in Hawkins in California, mm-hmm. except till Joyce gets yeah brought into it. And we see that, uh, like in the clip of Joyce and Marie like crashing into a snowy area in the trailer, which we know is probably Russia because they find out he's alive somehow. Um, and we also see a shot of Hopper. We see two shots actually. We see one presumably like right after. He went through that portal at the end of season three after he beat the Terminator. We like he first gets there and they're like interrogating him. And then we also see him fighting the um demodog or whatever, demogorgon with the on fire spear in the Russian camp. So it sounds like that's gonna be kind of like a gladiator situation where they throw prisoners to fight crazy animals in the pit. Um they're putting a gas mask on him at some point. Maybe they're sending him into the upside down because we know from past seasons it's not good to breathe the air in the upside down. So maybe they're just sending their prisoners to do their work in the upside down. Um, I don't know, but that's going to be fascinating. I, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> I think I think that Hopper dynamic in Russia is, is, is going to be a high point of the show. I think for me, I think I said this earlier when we were first pre- previewing what was to come. I think... I'm the, the the house situation with the, the expanded scoops troop. I think that's going to be my favorite part of the show. I mean, when you have it in the notes, I mean, we've got our guy Steve going at it with the bats. Like, yeah, he, Steve is just an all time character. Uh, we see him and Nancy like like saying, uh, "See you on the other side," which means they're probably going into the upside down. I mean, that's also kind of worrisome about my boy Steve staying alive, um, but. We see him like swimming towards some portal. We see him shot out of some portal. We see him fighting Demobats with like some sort of like staff with an orb or like an axe. And at the same time, bro is just shredding on the guitar next to him. And at first I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I remembered, I'm pretty sure similar to the symbiote, just like the symbiote, like if it's really loud or a certain frequency, it Mm -hmm. fucks with it. 
I think with like the upside down and the demo bats and all that shit, I think it's probably attracted to loud noise. And so they're probably using the guitar to attract them so Steve can fuck them up. And instead of just doing some like noise that they just hit a button, Stranger Things, they like to have fun with it. So we're going to put this dude surrounded by a ton of amps. He's going to rip us an 80s electric guitar solo. So I think it's great. I don't think Steve's going to die this season. I really no, don't. I don't, I don't think Steve's going to die is the thing. Because everyone thinks he's going to die so much that I'm like, I think my boy Steve is actually going to get through this somehow. Um, for others, I think that a lot of others will die. I think there will be a lot of emotional <laughs> parts of this season. I think that because, as we saw, you know, Luke, uh, Lucas is now a jock. Like, he's on the basketball yeah. team. Like, you're seeing them start to kind of split and grow apart. You know, Mike <clears> is still with Eleven, and, you know, that's his... Will, just standing in between them. Really awkwardly watching them. Uh, I, You said you're most things you're most looking forward to in this season. Well, Hopper is my favorite... I'm really excited to see my boy Mike go to California. I'm a big Mike guy. I'm excited. The Oh, you know who might be? He was an underrated, maybe second favorite character of mine. is Jonathan Byers. And I get my boy Mike with Jonathan Byers in the pizza van. They're smoking pot now. I mean, it's going to be just the vibes are going to be incredible. They're going to go tour across America. They're going to go to Susie's house, I bet, and to communicate with them. Um and uh, can I, do you have something? And then I'm going to blow your mind. I was going to say to the line of Susie, we are using the smaller characters. We need Susie. We've got Erica involved now mm-hmm. more so with Steve. And then, which made which was honestly one of the higher points of season three. three? I rewatched three? Uh, the Battle of Starcourt last night, actually, to get ready for this. <laughs> really freaking good. Um, cried a little bit, too. But, blow my mind. Okay. This is not me who discovered this. I'm just a humble man, but I'm passing on a message. New rock stars noticed this. If you pause the trailer at a minute 59, there is like, it looks like this acid washed weird uh, thing, like weird photo with like holes and the holes look like portals, right? And so there's four portals, four holes. And each of them have a timestamp next to them that correlates to a moment in the trailer. And so you go to those moments in the trailer and you superimpose the, the image of like the, the acid washed image that is the freeze frame at a minute 59. And you put that over each of the four time marks. It says, hi, I am master hell. Those are in all the little circles in the acid wash letters appear if you superimpose them over those moments in the trailer and it says hi i am master hell that's what it spells out and that is not a coincidence because they put the time marks in the trailer for that reason but it's also fucking crazy that they did that and someone figured that out and i think this just all relates to dungeons and dragons and um uh vecna being like master hell like i don't know isn't that sick that just, it explodes my head in such a way that is you're right. It did. I mean, and for it to still go back to Dungeons and Dragons at its core is just it shows. I guess it's just this is the creativity kiss, just perfect of, from show. the beginning to end. Like they had this mapped out, and they were like, 
this is our story. This is what we're doing. We have the ability to put these little Easter eggs here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to make sense. And if you're someone that plays the game, you're going to have more knowledge of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, another, I think the last big thing in this trailer to bring up would be like how Eleven is taken away from Mike. And at first we were like, who is taking her away? Like, oh, no, oh, no. Well, I mean, still not great that she's getting taken away, but it's by someone who we trust, which is Dr. Sam Owens from season two. Um, And he's basically explained to her, like, they need her and her powers to win this war. And this war, I mean, on the surface level, you're like, oh, it's the war with Russia. But when you really look at it, it's the war with Vecna and the Upside Down. And I like... um, I like Dr. Sam Owens. I thought the scenes of him trying to help out Will were very good. And he's weirdly like it's nice to have one doctor or one person from the government or anything besides Hopper that is some sort of a good person. And so uh, we'll see where that goes this season. Also, Millie Bobby Brown's head is getting shaved this season. I guarantee it. Is it or is it a cap situation? What she's what? What do you mean? No, like her edge. wig. Well, I mean, I don't know if the actor herself is getting gonna shave her head. I don't really care about that. I'm just talking about Eleven. His head's getting shaved in the show. God, okay, that makes more sense when the statement yeah. is made that way. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, I think again, I think this season, and again, this is only again. But the thing to remember, this is only part one of a season. Yes, I raised my hand for the folks. Um. So are we a hundred percent sure? Because I I think I am, but again, so this is all from like the first part. Of this trailer. I'm ninety. Oh, that's I think. Oh, that's a good point. I I <laughs> would. Is yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Like, would I just don't know their marketing plan? Like, is this the trailer for the full season, or after like a month of it, if like. It comes out May 27th, right? It comes out, the next one's in July. So, like, late June, they tweet out the second trailer, and it's all, like, I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows. Well, each episode <laughs> is a little, is, like, over an hour. Like, an hour, hour plus. Because if this is just half of a show, season, that's insane. But if it's the whole season, I'm also still okay. I'm not, like, not okay if it's not, if it's not... If it's well, think, if there's not more, like I'm, if this is plenty, like yeah, and there's obviously they're not going to show us them the fighting Vecna in the trailer, so we're gonna get that, you presume? And you're, I don't know. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I really cannot wait. Which I guess brings me to this question: based on this trailer, how does this? Where does this? Now that you've seen this trailer, to its to comparing it to Kenobi. Oh, this not close. <laughs> I will watch Kenobi might probably first, though, because... I think I'll, that's what we said, right? Didn't yeah, we have it planned out? Yeah. And then, because the reason, though, was because if I start Stranger Things, I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to go to bed. So I'm going to, like, only literally... four hours. Yeah, but after I watch... I don't want to stay up till four. I don't really want to. I want to, like, just wake up in the morning and have some breakfast and watch it. On one day out of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I want to enjoy it. I, I like want it to be a big thing. Like I can't, I don't know. I, I I'm the most excited for this. This like, honestly, like I'm about to like, this probably not true. Maybe I'm exaggerating prisoner of the moment. I'm almost excited as for stranger things as for Dr. Strange too. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that statement. I honestly think that's a very valid statement. And they both have shows that have such a connection to you. There's such a, mm. a visceral connection to them that you can't not feel that sense. Like I, I'm I'm pretty confident that when we look back at this year, that the best thing will have been Stranger Things season four. And that could mean Doctor Strange 2 is great. And Moon Knight's been great. Thor Love and Thunder can be great. Batman was pretty damn good. I think Stranger Things 4 is like, I don't know if you were like setting betting lines for it, what's going to be the most popular. I'd say you probably have like the favorite is Stranger Things, like minus 150. And then you have like the uh, Doctor Strange, like minus 120 or even. All of these uh, words that he's saying mean nothing to me. Like I'm just because I think I think there's a previous podcast where we said he's going to explain this stuff to me, and he never did outside of the podcast. So here's another timestamp note. At whatever point in this podcast, he explained it, and he's going to explain it to me at some. Some point would in time say in the I'm. Future. Some would say I'm being a good friend and not a giving getting you into the world of gambling, where you're knowing those things off the top of your head and you're yelling at your TV. But fair is fair. I, I'll go over that. Basically, that just means like. If you're minus, if you're like minus 150, you're the favorite compared to minus 120. And then if you're plus 200, you're two to one odds. So we'll go through that another time. Um, <coughs> yeah. Woo. What a show this has been, ladies and gentlemen. Sipping on my blue Powerade. Great time to be alive. Blue Powerade. I guess Good he was stuff. under the weather, so that's why it makes sense that he's having blue Powerade. He's still recovering. I, I drink Powerade or Gatorade. Every single day for the last like 10 to five years It is my favorite. I have at least a Powerade or Gatorade a day. Maybe I'm going to die, but I love them. I was about to say, I feel like there's negative health effects because of that. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, you know, as we're getting to the wrapping up segment of this show, uh-huh. which has been, you know, interesting. I did want to point out this past weekend, I did see two Marvel adjacent movies. I saw everything everywhere all at once. And I, Marvel I, adjacent. and I saw Ambulance. Both are Marvel adjacent because they have a Marvel actor oh. in each of them. Who's in everything all at once? I know Jake Joan Hall's in Ambulance. Michelle, I would, I'm gonna, I would, I think Michelle. Uh, no, um, she is the aunt in Shang-Chi. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I saw a movie, uh, wait, first, how was Ambulance? Was it stressful? It was very stressful. I feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's so good, though. Like, okay. um, I why um, there's the the lead actress in it, Isa Gonzalez. Um, why isn't she in the MCU? Yet? Why haven't we brought her on to the MCU? Like, she's super talented. Mm-hmm. And then everything, everywhere, all at once. I've heard is fantastic. It's just a mind explosion, like with so much heart at its core and depth, like. Both movies made me excited to be in film school. Very nice, very nice. Um, I uh, saw this movie called The Ballad of Old Lefty. It's really fucking good. It was what the, is this the... Western movie. I like Westerns a lot. And um, have... interesting. <clears throat> it's a great, great, great movie. If for those who haven't seen it, The Ballad of Old Lefty. Also, um. There was another one I, I always talk about, but if you haven't I fucking said it on many podcasts, I can't remember what it's called. But The Ballad of Old Lefty, are you looking it up? Yes. It's a damn good movie. 
don't know any of these people that are in it. Oh, Jim Caviezel's in it. I know who he is. I never know anyone who's in anything. It's great. <laughs> that's why, I mean, I, that's, I think that's, I don't know. I think it's, it's part of the... I'm terrible it, at fan casting. And uh, I don't know. I mean, in the Jurassic World released their final tra- poster. I don't. I haven't seen any of those. You haven't. Uh, uh, I know. I, there's like I don't know. I'm I'm very picky when it comes to like what I'll go see. I'm in like I don't go like if I know a superhero movie is gonna be bad, I will not go see it because I'm like I don't want I don't want to ever see Morbius. Like I'm going to never see that movie. <laughs> no, like honestly, never get the bad I'm glad in my I head. didn't go see it. Like, I'm very glad that that situation that I avoided and I went to go see some. I don't know what I saw instead, but I saw. Guarantee it was better. I oh, 100% believe that, and I think that there aren't there really new many new movies coming out between now and Doctor Strange, which will be very interesting. Yeah, it's gonna see, be. But... It's gonna be a really good time. But you know, this has been this has been an adventure of an episode. Um, mm-hmm. If you didn't like what you listened to, don't worry; he will be hosting again next week. Well, who knows? Maybe I might just give this is the pineapple couch with Peter. And I'm I just, just along for the ride. You know, it's 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 a good it's a good. Honestly, even though we say hosting or not hosting, it's like it never feels like. Yeah, it's we're not. I'm mean, sure talking. one of us leads the conversation a little bit more here and there, but it's a very organic flow of an episode and you know there was no breaking news that happened during the show of course I don't uh, well let me go check gotta go to the twitter i, I haven't done that yet one last check i forgot that's part of what he does i needed to make sure and do that um uh, no i don't really see anything that i don't see much don't see um no, Reva, just... there's some leaks about Kenobi. I don't want to watch a video about it though. Luka Doncic is out game one versus Utah on Saturday. That's huge. Coachella's happening this weekend. Yeah. Did you go to I Coachella? To... I have been. I've been a couple times. I retired from music festivals. You retired, retired from music festivals? Yeah, it's too much for me. I'm an old man. I don't like being surrounded by that many people. I'll go to like a concert of a band I really want to see and get nice nice tickets and not have to be like crushed who's calling me evan matter calling me no, not right now evan that um, is interesting that is interesting that yeah it's just too much i'm tired people annoy me i mean concerts are fun i did three concerts what like two weeks ago i've done i've yeah, done like five right. this year and um my next one is next month and i'm it's gonna no yeah in may um in may my sister and i are going to see olivia rodrigo in san diego oh. And that's going to be a very insane experience because people camp out for the for those tickets, like to just go because general admission, all of it. So yeah, she's like the, like what, like the new Taylor Swift, like essentially, you know, Grammy Best New Artist winner. Um, she gonna do High School Musical still? Yeah, she'll still do it. I think because you know you can't really just drop and abandon things, but I think it's a very interesting time. But I was about to say something that. Music festivals. He's done Coachella. There was this hand. There was something in there somewhere. I've never done it, so who knows? Maybe I will. I've do been it to so you. many. I burned out. I, I like. I went. I've been to like ten. You might have to pull one more out of your out of your oh. roster just to. Mm, yeah. If we know. get Twin Peaks, the Rolling Stones, that'd be great. 
but who knows? Uh, Twin Peaks, just for the listeners out there, if you've made it this far, Twin Peaks, they're signs of life. They're signs of life of Twin Peaks coming back together. There's signs. And I'm not giving up. Is this this blind hope or is it optimism? No, there's this. There's some me and the fellow Twin Peaks lovers on the Reddit sub. We've been talking. We're feeling feeling pretty good. Reddit sub. Peter, I am on all over the internet in I I have a Quora account where I violently argue with old people about like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, where like I write paragraphs to people about how they're wrong. And it's this whole like world that I have that I just go argue about it. And then I'm I love Reddit. Um not as much as Marley, my girlfriend, loves Reddit, but I also I just go to the depths of Twitter a lot and I live there and it's great. Well, it's great to see you on the outside of these depths and I always learn more every time that we have a conversation. There's always something to be learned. How do you feel that the uh, 49ers are might not uh they might trade Debo Samuel? That would be dumb. Out of all the options, that's what they would do. Why would they He's the best player. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And, so, we'll... and are we keeping our quarterback? Are we getting rid of our quarterback? Whatever happens, you guys, that. you guys are gonna end up having Jimmy G. I think so. So another your jersey year. will be good for another year. Yes. I could get <laughs> in a football. I mean, I've never gone to a football game yet either, so I would like to get that in. And um... I'm gonna go. Uh, I I haven't been to a football game at the new Chargers Stadium in LA. I'm gonna try and do that this year. That would be awesome. Really cool. I'm pretty scene. sure there's a podcast episode somewhere. I was told that I was going to get invited to a game also to go and experience one. I haven't been to one been. yet. I haven't. I haven't been. I'm to just one. refreshing it because I know it's going to happen. I'm going to hear like, oh, he just went to one. I'll be like, yeah, I, I haven't been. But to also, one I, mean, yet. Would that, I don't think that'd be fun for you though. If I'm there and I'm asking random questions, one thing for me to text you and you can like acknowledge no, it. Care. Toss It'd it away. Great time. Just... It'd be a great time. Watch some football. I mean, I'd make you root for the Chargers. I mean, I would uh, do that for you. I would. Yeah, it would be a great time. Um, I think that's a great way to bring wrap it up, then. Yeah. And to say the make sure you like, subscribe, follow, um, watch the new episode of Moon Knight. Listen, share. Yes, enjoy. share, repost, enjoy. Um, and then obviously, it's pretty topical and timely to say to our listeners God bless. God bless. Because it if is I had Easter. a pen, I would drop it. Um, he does. Oh, I, do. I have. I do. I got one. I should have had a pen. There's a pen drop for all you good people. God bless. Shout out to Peter. This was a great episode. Episode 162. We will be back this Sunday night with uh, some NBA Alex Canner for the next month or two months or so. Me and him, we're really bunkering down covering the NBA playoffs. Uh, yesterday, our playoff preview came out. As well as I was talking some baseball with the one and only Andrew Radcliffe. So Sunday night we'll be back. um, And then Peter and I will be back again either next Thursday or Friday. And who knows? We might have another Rogue episode in there somewhere. I kind of feel like the pineapple couch is due for a draft of some sort. So we'll see how, how all that works out. Thank you, Peter. God bless. See you guys next time.